Well, I'm glad to be with you one more time on this Friday. We're talking about the origins of salvation. I release the blood of Jesus Christ upon you, and I pray that the spirit of understanding will intensify upon you right now that you'll get out of this message what only the Holy Spirit can give you by revelation. Let the spirit of revelation be upon you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let's go back to Colossians, the first chapter. And now we at the 18th verse. It says, and he, we're talking about the Lord Jesus Christ, is the head of the body, the church. See, Jesus is the head. We are the body of Christ. Who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead? That in all things, he might have the preeminence. Firstborn from the dead, ain't that so? For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. In who? In Jesus. And having made peace through the blood of his cross. You know what peace means? God is not mad at you no more. You know, a lot of people trying to get peace with God. They, they have a fight in their mind. They fighting against legalism. They fighting against religiosity. And they don't have peace in their mind because they think that salvation is based on whether they're good. But it's not. It's not. It's the gift of righteousness. Look, listen to me. I'm talking to you. You're not saved because you're good. Even though you're good, you should do good. Goodness is imputed unto you by Jesus. Jesus calls you good, whether you're good or bad. When you put your confidence in him, he justifies the ungodly. You need to go look at those scriptures in, in, in Romans 3, Romans 4, Romans 5. He justifies the ungodly. It's just as if you'd never seen. So now having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven is by Christ, is by the Lord, by the Lord Jesus. And you, it's talking to you, that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind, see, by wicked works. See, your mind made you enemy to God. See, listen, yet now have he reconciled. He wants you to believe this. He didn't write this so you can read it and just cast it aside. And say, well, I know I got to be holy. Okay, that's fine. But that ain't how your salvation. Yeah, do be holy. But that be holy for your father in heaven is holy. But as it's not how you're saved. If you wasn't holy, according to, to what you think holiness is, if you wasn't, you if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you have eternal life. That's what the books say. Don't you try to change it. You listen to me. Don't you try to change that word. Don't you try to change that word with your little religious spirit. You just believe the word. See, because sometimes alienating enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now have he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. He did that. Through He died. Somebody had to die for what you done done and what you're doing and what you're going to do. Somebody had to die for it. Jesus paid the price, see, that he can present you holy. But you need to appreciate it. You need to know that you deserve death so you can appreciate him, not so you can walk around with shame and condemnation. Because how are you going to rule and reign over your neighborhood and over your home and over your city and over your county and over your state 
if you walking in condemnation. See, we got to get there. I ain't got to those teachings yet. We got to lay a foundation that you've been made righteous. If you continue in the faith grounded and settled and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which ye have heard and which was preached to every creature, which is under heaven, whereof I Paul and made a minister. Now let's drop down to verse 26, Colossians 1 and 26. It says, even the mystery which have been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God would make known what is the richest of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. So the spirit of Christ, or oh, some people call it the Holy Ghost. I often teach that all of it is the same person. And I ain't trying to force that on you. But the Christ in you is the Holy Ghost in you. Christ and the Holy Ghost is the same person. See, that's why Paul called it Christ in you. But he's really saying the Holy Ghost. See, people separate them, but they're not separated. Those three are one. They're not separate. So if you referring to God, you can refer to Jesus or God or the Father. If you refer to the Holy Ghost, you can refer to Christ. Christ and the Holy Ghost, according to this right here, is the same person. The mystery is Christ in you, the hope of glory. All the Holy Spirit in you, same person. Whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect in Christ. Well, unto I also labor, striving according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. Say that. Say, Lord, you are working in me mightily. Say it again. Say, Lord, I strive according to your striving, not your own striving. You're striving. You're working in me mightily, Lord. Now let's go to the next chapter, Colossians chapter 2. And at verse 8, it says, Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. So they'll teach you all this. You need to do this, 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 this. Well, I think you should do. Uh-uh. See, verse 9, it says, For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Why did it say that? Because in older times, they had to be circumcised to be saved. And they had to do this, 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 and this, and then this, and this, and this. And Paul go, go ahead on and deal with it. At verse 11, he said, In whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands. In other words, it don't matter about that no more. See, in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. In other words, when you believe on Christ, it's just like you've been circumcised because the Jews knew that was the way to being in it, being a Jew was circumcision. Even Abraham circumcised his servants and all that. And they became Jews. They became a Jew by circumcision. See, because Abraham was a Syrian. So when they got circumcised, then they became a Jew. <laughs> so God did the same thing. When you believe on Jesus, you became the children of God. Same precept. See, all right. So verse 12, bear with him in baptism. When you got baptized, that represents you being buried with Christ. 
wherein also you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God. You being ducked in water and rising back up, that's representing you being risen with Christ. And who have raised him from the dead, that represents you being raised from the dead when you're baptized. And you being dead in your sins and uncircumcision of your flesh, have he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. Other words, quickened me made a lie. When you believed on Jesus, he has forgiven you of your sins. Verse 14, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. Now you ain't got to worry about none of that stuff. You ain't got to worry about what to eat and all this kind of stuff and this and that and so forth and so on because God has blotted out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. And, and having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly triumphing over them in it. Let no man therefore judge you in meat. Oh, look at what he eating that pork. Or in drink. Don't let them judge in meat or drink or in respect of a holy day. Oh, he's not keeping the Sabbath. Oh, he's not doing this. Oh, this is, this is the feast day. Look, I'm not against people keeping it. I know a great prophet who keep it. I'm not, please don't get mad at me. I'm not against that. But don't let, you can't, don't judge anybody else. All of a new moon, all of the Sabbath days. days. Folks don't have to do that stuff no more. Man, I wish I could get through it. And then he asked them, he said, wherefore, if you be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why is though living in the world, are you subject to ordinances? Touch not, taste not, handle not. Why are you subject to all that God asking? In other words, be delivered from religiosity and religion and put on Christ. Be blessed, I'm out of time.